Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. This is the summer to expand your horizons. It's time to explore. But before you set foot out the door, set foot in the ultimate lightweight, super packable travel shoes from Allbirds. Find your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Good morning and welcome to this teaching. That um, I've done this teaching once before and I feel that it's necessary to do it again because of what's happening in our political um, arena that is... Um, this thing about foreigners. And we see that the defenders of Christianity, the Republican Party, as I, you know, uh, which is basically a fascist party, the Republican Party is gone, guys. We need to um, come to grips with that and uh, speak to them as they, they are um, and not what they were. They've always been a little fascist. It's just now they were given permission several years ago to behave in their full fullness of it, and we know that this is it. And so we have to then figure out a new way by which we are going to uh, look and fight for what we call democracy. But um, I want to bring to your attention some information about these guys that are calling themselves the defenders of God when it comes to uh, Christianity and the rights of a Christian. They are claiming that, um, uh, you know, that the quote-unquote founding fathers uh, were Christians. And um, I don't know who these guys... Uh, it shows to me then the, the ignorance of them. They... There's a group of people that are calling themselves the defenders of Christianity that I deem very ignorant, uh, these politicians. They don't know anything. They don't know their history about racism, history about slavery, the history about the debt ceiling. They know nothing. These are just straight-up ignorant people that are spewing hatred. And um, because we are allowed to do that, and they're calling it free speech. But these founding fathers um, are, were not Christians, and you need to understand that. Just read your books. Um, my God, just read your books. Thomas Jefferson, um, Christianity neither is, ever was a part of the common law. Christianity is the most perverted system that ever shown on man. Religions are all alike, founded upon fables. And mythology. That is Thomas Jefferson. We have Thomas Paine. Whenever we read the obscene stories, 
the voluptuous debauchery, the cruel, the torturous execution, the unrelenting vindictiveness, which was more than half the Bible is filled, it would be more consistent that we call it the word of demons than the word of God. It has served to corrupt, brutalize mankind. James Madison, religion and government will both exist in greater purity, lest they are mixed together. The purpose of separation of church and state is to keep forever uh, from these shores the careless... This is, this is, this is guys that you call the, the founder of honor. The careless strife that has soaked the soil of Europe with blood for centuries. John Adams, the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. The United States is not a Christian nation any more than it is a Jewish or a Mohammedan nation. That is people that these ignorant people are coming at us and trying to deceive us to believe that they are defenders of Jesus Christ and that they're going back to what the founding fathers want. The founding fathers did not want... Um, this Christian nationalism, it is absolutely a lie, baked and cooked in hell from children of, of the devil. These are children of the devil, and I've been doing the study so that you can see and understand the folly and the ignorance of these people that are calling themselves Christians. And the reason why I want to bring this to you guys' attention, because now we have a couple of policies that are in place by the Trump um, uh, presidency in order to... Uh, put a halt to allowing people to follow the right standard uh, to be, you know, accepted in the United States. That is expiring. Um, and then there's another uh, policy that they're going to revert back into it. And basically what it is, is that you get in line if you break the line, if you don't have certain um, uh, uh, benefits and certain, you know, you, you have to meet some criteria. And if you don't, they kick you back out of the United States. But we have another group of people that are going to be telling you day in, 24 hours a day, how these people are coming to destroy America, destroy their white society, as they say. And so I want to uh, stop all of you guys and center you back onto the Word of God, because we are supposed to be Christians. We are supposed to be the ones that the world will look at for guidance. And the Bible tells us that the keys of the kingdom, whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound, whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loose. With that um, translation is whatever we give permission to operate in the spirits, we will, it will uh, um, be permitted here on earth. So it is our ability to stop all of this madness because that's, it's the keys and the keys open things. But these guys that are um, rampaging, calling themselves the defenders of Jesus Christ and the Word of God are evil people from the core. They claim to be um, uh, pro-life, and every single thing that they do is against life. They, If they're pro-life, you would have banned all of these evil weapons that are causing these people that you claim is, uh, people say that it's mental health. And every single Republican voted against uh, funding mental health. Uh, we know that some states uh, are cutting back on men mental health. If it's mental health as you claim, then you ought to be putting money into that system to help those that are mentally challenged and need the help. 
But because you're evil and you don't believe in life, you will continue to do this forever. That's just how they are. So now let's talk about our our foreign brothers and sisters to see what God Almighty says about these evil people that will be telling you that because they're coming and that they're at the border, that something, your your country is going to be run down and all the evil is about to let loose because this is how politicians use uh, to become, to get into power, to take away all your rights and so forth. This is the word of God. Leviticus 19.33-34 through 34. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing amongst you must be treated as your native born. Love them as you love yourself. For you were a foreigner in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Every one of us have been a foreigner somewhere else, except for the American Indians that are here. So this is for you. And so the scripture is telling us that we ought to behave. And I've seen Christian men that are preaching this heresy, or they claim to be Christian men. But I am telling you, they are not Christians because the Bible tells us different. Exodus chapter 22, 21. Do not mistreat or oppress a foreigner, for you were a foreigner. So every one of these people that are blaming the foreigners for their lack of jobs and all of those things is absolutely madness. I'm going to tell you guys a story that happened to me um, while I was going through my divorce. And I remember being in court one day. And I am sitting in court and um, I'm, I'm, I'm a black man. I'm from uh, British Guiana. My descendants are black and we migrated to the United States of America. And I was um, treated just like the, the black Americans when I was there with the police officers and so forth and, and the racism. Okay, I, trust me, my family went through some horrific stories about um, racism in America towards my children and myself. And so I am in the court one day and I, uh, I was the director of uh, marketing for this particular company. And I, my, my, um, uh, I was, the entire state of Florida was my responsibility. And so I am sitting in this courtroom with my suit on, and um, I'm looking at all of the the people that are in the court there with me. There were a lot of black men. Uh, The majority of them were black men. And uh, I was the only one in a suit. And so I'm sitting there. We're waiting on the outside for the judge and everyone to come in. Uh, they, They brought us in, and we were sitting in the courtroom, you know, just waiting for the judge. A white gentleman comes in, and this guy is is money. You can tell from his suit. I, I looked at his suit, and I know the quality of his suit. Uh, mine was a couple of hundred dollars. His was a couple of thousand dollars. And he looks to me, and he says, why are you here? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going through a divorce, and um, I'm here because of that. And he looked at me, and he said, oh, um, he said, I am sorry. And uh, I said, oh, thank you so much. And he looked at me, and he said, the court system in America was not designed with black people in mind. It wasn't designed with you in mind. And he said to me, the systems in America was not designed with you in mind. It was designed with me in mind. He 
said, all white men, it was designed for us. And I'm sitting there in courtroom, waiting on a judge with my case. And this man is educating me. He said, every system. He said, it was put together with me in mind. He said, I am sorry that you're here. He said, this particular place where we are was designed for me. He said, you are here to try to save yourself. And, and he said, to try and uh, get whatever you protect yourself. In, 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 in another word, that he's saying, you're here at the mercy of these guys, basically. He said, I'm not here at the mercy of them. I'm here to protect what I have and to prevent it from being taken by my wife. I'm sitting there listening to this man looking at me dead serious. Within 10 or 15 minutes, that man had me in a master class about the systems of the United States of America. When he got up, I looked at him. I saw what happened. He, his lawyer showed up in another fancy suit. And um, the lawyer walks up. He, the two lawyers talked. And he's sitting right next to me. And uh, he looked at me again. He said, I am so sorry that you have to experience all of this. And he said, it was not designed with you in mind. I am sorry for you. And his lawyers did their conversation, and they called his name, and this gentleman got up, and he walked right out of the courtroom, his lawyer, and the three got together with the judge. He walks out, and the story. That day, people were going to jail. The other guys that were there with me were going to jail like you would not believe you were tossed to the to the, uh, the lines, if you will. And that man educated me as to the systems that are designed here in America. That is why when I see and hear that from that master class, and I see men, white men, especially white men, standing before me and and griping, if you will, about how the, the, um, the man of color is getting him from getting a job, I look at him and, and, and in amazement because the system, all of it, I was educated by this man, was designed with that man who was griping in mind. So if he is griping, then I, I, I don't know if, if, if he can be, be rescued because he doesn't understand his own country, the whole, the whole design for him. And so it fascinates me to see them. And guys like that are the ones that are becoming the neo-Nazis and all the other things because they don't understand that all of this, the entire American system, as I received that masterclass, was designed with them in mind. So they should have no excuses whatsoever as to, to, uh, to get their whatever they need to. You cannot be upset with someone of color that comes in within that system that was designed for you and excel, and then you get mad. You cannot. And so I just want to say that up front because I will never forget this master class because I want to bring you back to these things. These are the guys that are claiming to be Christians and be in a Christian society and a, a system that preaches hate to brothers and sisters. And these men uh, uh, have never read the Bible, have never picked up the Word of God and have ever looked at it inside for themselves. Because if they were truly Christians, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What are they? Do not mistreat or oppress a foreigner, for you were a foreigner in Egypt. Another thing that I want to mention, every single person that is claiming to be a Christian is a foreigner in there in this kingdom of darkness. Every born-again believer, for it tells us that we are of this world, we're in this world, 
but we are not of this world. That means that you and I are foreigners. So if I am a foreigner, I'm a Christian, I'm, I am lambasting a foreigner, it tells me something about my Christianity. And so I want to challenge all of you guys. God instructs us. God instructs us not to mistreat any of them in Exodus chapter 22. Exodus 23, 9, he says, we are the instructors not to oppress a foreigner. Yourself know how it feels to be a foreigner. Our ancestors knows how it feels. The men that left England knew how it felt to be in that position. And they left, they got onto some ship and left, just like many of them were got onto like makeshift raft and try to get here. Uh, the courage of people like that, you should want them in your country. The courage of a man and a woman and a child to walk through a desert, a dry desert for days and weeks. And you would want that because that type of determination will change your country unless they're straight up racist and you don't know God. Because God, I'm telling you, made them that color. And so it tells us in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 35 through 37, if any of you fellow Israel become poor and are unable to support themselves among you, help them as you would a foreigner and a stranger. We are called to help them. Let me take you a little deeper. Deuteronomy chapter 10 says, He defends the cause of the fatherless. Now this is God. He defended the cause of the fatherless. God defends the cause of the widow. And God loves the foreigners residing among you, giving them food and clothing. Are you, uh, you know, he tells us that we ought to love them because he loves them. He loves them. He wants us to show them justice, to not take advantage of hired workers. Who is poor and needy, whether that worker is a fellow Israelite, a, a fellow American, or a foreigner residing in one of your towns. Pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and they are counting on it. But we are not a Christian nation, guys. Stop lying. Zechariah 7.10 Do not oppress the widows or the fatherless, nor the foreigners or the poor. Do not plot evil against them. You guys are not Christians. The Bible tells us that those that withhold justice from them, they are a curse. This is what God is telling you. Cursed is everyone who withholds justice from the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow. Then all the people shall say, Amen. You guys, stop your lying. I hate to see these guys, and I, I keep being pulled back to expose these men and women, um, because I'm dying to move forward. But I keep being pulled back to deal with this, because they are liars. They are the devil's children. They are like their father. And, it's, and I've been doing the series showing you that it is of their character. God said it is of their character that they lie because the devil is their father and it is of his character that he's a liar. And because they are, they are going to stand in front of you and tell you that these people are evil. They are going to come and destroy you. Um, it, it is going to, they're going to do this. They're going to kill your children. They're going to wipe out your house. There's more killing from 
white men than there is from any foreigners that are coming over there. So please don't listen to these people. It is time for you to grow up. These come out of your deception with the word of God. It is designed, the word of God is designed to set you free. And so you need to get into the word so that you can be saved because you are you are deceived. The Bible tells us, uh, tells you that you are deceived. And it tells us that God does not um, like you and I uh, messing around with any kind of uh, uh, injustice and hatred against any foreigner because everybody is a foreigner, has been there. The descendants are from different countries and different cultures. And we ought to stop this madness. This is what's tearing up our society. Ezekiel 23, 22, 7. In you, they have treated fathers and mothers with contempt. In you, they have oppressed the foreigner and mistreated the fatherless and the widows. God is watching you guys. Do not oppress the widow. He's, he is looking at them just like the widows and the fatherless. Do not oppress the widows or the fatherless or the poor. Do not plan evil against each other. You are a liar. Everyone that is preaching hatred about these people is cursed. And God said that they are cursed. He tells us, do not oppress them. Do not oppress the foreigners. The Lord, the Lord watches over the foreigners. Psalms 146, 9. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the way of the wicked. There's someone watching you guys. I keep telling you that there are angels that are taking notes on everything that you do. And you know, you don't think that, you know, you think you're getting away with everything. The Bible tells us that God the Father knows the intent of your heart. He knows the why behind the why and the how behind it. He knows the intent of your heart. So he knows the intent when he looks at you and sees that you are evil and he knows you're doing your father's word, work, the Bible tells us that he will fight you. Jeremiah 7, 6. If you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm. The Bible is as to what God said about Jeremiah 23, 3. This is what the Lord says, Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hands of the oppressor, the one who have been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the foreigner. Do no wrong. Do not commit violence against the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. So we see clearly that the Father is a serious God. When it comes to this, cursed is anyone who withholds justice from the foreigner. These people that are telling you to hate them, better be careful. You shall also love the stranger, or you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You were, you were strangers in America, man. I hate it when these people, these racist folks, yell, go back home. That statement in itself exposes your ignorance. Because this is not your home. So the fact that these people hate themselves, that is why you're looking at their conditions. The Bible says that their father, all he's capable of doing, steal, kill, and destroy. And so if he's, that's what he's capable of doing, that's what his children are capable of doing. 
And that's how they behave. And that's why Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. And so anyone uh, that is dealing and troubling and causing violence and causing hatred and all these things to the former, that says, God says, cursed is anyone who withholds justice from them. So all these politicians, defenders of Christianity, defenders of God, um, we've seen you guys in history. You know, Constantine was a defender of God, and we know how he defended that. And all of that was based on a lie. And so we know these men that are calling themselves the defenders of God and uh, uh, are corrupt to their core and are the devil's children. You know, you are in trouble. Because the Bible tells us, as I read to you earlier in Psalms 146.9, the Lord watches over the stranger. You know, and so he's watching over every single one of those people that are walking through the deserts, going from place to place. Jesus Christ was a was a foreigner. You know that, right? Jesus the Messiah was a foreigner. He had to leave. It had took angels to come and show up to um, Mary and Joseph and tell them run. Angels got involved to tell them run because Herod is about to kill a whole ton of people. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is a foreigner. When they are few in numbers, of little account, and strangers in the land, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones. Do no, do my prophets no harm. First Chronicles 16. God watches over those people, man. And so you with your hatred, that are calling yourself the defenders of Christianity, and you are in trouble. You are a liar from the beginning. The father says that your father is a liar. You are a representation of your father. Jesus makes a statement. I was a stranger, and you invited me in Matthew 25, 35. So how are you treating them is important, because Jesus says, I was one of them. And they ask him, when were you one of them? Where, you know, the question was, this is when you went to prison, when you were feeding the poor, when you were taking care of all these people. He says, I am that stranger. The Bible tells us to be very careful about who we entertain, the strangers. Genesis 18 talks about Abraham entertaining some strangers and it happened to be God Almighty. And so you and I are, are you know, quote-unquote Christians. Be very careful. Do not oppress the a foreigner. You yourself know how it feels to be a foreigner because you were a foreigner. Every single one of you, your descendants, were foreigners. And so stop this hatred because these politicians are using it to divide you and cause you to walk in hatred. And you, God, will hold responsible on your own. You can't turn around and say, he made me do it. You could turn around and say that, but it matters nothing. Because God knows the intent of your heart. And so you are what you are. And so that's why you need to be saved. The foreigner residing amongst you must be treated as a native form. Love them as you love yourself. Now, if I, if I, if we see that you don't love yourself, we know then why you're cussing at them and calling them all names because you don't love yourself. And that is a pity because the Bible tells us that you ought to love yourself. The scripture demands it. He says, love the Lord thy God and uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So God's command is that you love yourself. And because you don't have the, um, the guts to face yourself and see who you are and cry to God and cry to Jesus and become humble that he may clean you from that... Uh, the curse of sin, the, the 
the sin that causes you to be like that. That is why I tell people, and I've been teaching, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the life, because he is the only one that was able to deal with that condition that you have, your hatred, your blind hatred against another race. Jesus Christ died to deal with that. And because you don't have the guts and the courage to sit down and allow the wisdom and the grace of God to come into your heart and to change you, you will continue to spew hatred in the name of Jesus Christ. And you're going to stand before him one day and he's going to look you dead in the eye and say, I don't know who you are. You come in telling me that he did all this thing. But he's going to tell me, I don't know who you are. Who are you talking to? and talking about. I don't know you. And so the Bible is very clear. And so it's time for you in America to grow up. Don't allow these men and women that are calling themselves Christians and defenders of Jesus Christ, you know, to, um, hatred against uh, foreigners. We, as a Christian, every Christian is a foreigner because we have been translated from one from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. You, you are in the world, but not of the world. That means you and I are foreigners here. And don't believe that. These men and women that are spewing this nonsense uh, because uh, of um, what's going to happen within the next couple of weeks. You're going to see it in, on, on certain channels, 24 hours a day, how these brown uh, people are coming to destroy this country. You're going to see it 24 hours a day. And so you will have to make a decision. Are you going to obey them or are you going to obey God? And so if you are calling yourself Christian, I suggest you get on your knees. I suggest that you repent because Jesus Christ can rescue and get that hatred out of you so that you can turn around and love your, uh, your, the strangers around you as God commanded you to do. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust. The Bible tells us that we are aliens and strangers on this planet when we become born again. And so it, it breaks my heart to see people calling themselves Christians with this type of hatred. But then when you begin to know the word and study the word, you will see that if you love me, Jesus, you will keep my commandments. These men and these women do not love Jesus, and most importantly, they do not love themselves. Because if they love themselves, they would love their neighbor. Because the principle is to love the Lord thy God with all that heart, with all that might, that strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. If you are not in love with yourself, you will never, ever in this life be able to love someone else. And so, because why? You have no benchmark as to what love is. <laughs> you know, you have nothing. No foundation to love anyone if you don't love yourself. Because in loving someone, forgiveness is there. Empathy is there. Kindness is there. You have to learn all those things about you. And if you don't have the courage and the guts to face yourself, you will never, ever experience what love is. You will tell people you love them, but you don't know a thing about it because you don't love yourself. You're not kind to yourself. You are not loving. You are not faithful to yourself. You are not all these things empathetic to yourself. And because you don't know anything about love, you cannot at all, ever love someone. And so you will always be faking it just like your father.
until you face yourself. You've got to love you in order before you love me. Because it says, when a foreigner resides among you, it says that you cannot mistreat him. God says, you shouldn't, and if you do, it is a curse. And then he tells you and I that we ought to love them. And so I am one of those. My family is one of those. Your family was one of those. So stop behaving like this is your your planet and your life and your 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 country. It is not your country. It belongs to the Indians who were here before. You came and you took it and you you did what you did. But this still is not your, you know. We are foreigners here. You will always be a foreigner in America. Every generation on and on and on, your heritage will always be foreigner. Deuteronomy 10, he defends the cause of the fatherless and the widows and loves the foreigners residing amongst you, giving them food and clothes. And you are to love those who are foreigners. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is a victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.